to New Hope and the teaching ministry of Pastor Randy Rainwater. I'm going to need three volunteers today. All right, I need a volunteer to kick the ball. No, this isn't a sports show. Pastor Randy is preaching from the book of Acts and using a sports analogy to help us understand the hunger of the Holy Spirit. You can run a church without the Holy Spirit, but no lives are changed. Only he can change lives. Only he can redeem people. Only the Holy Spirit of God can, can put things together that are broken. Turn in your Bible now to Acts chapter 2. Here's Pastor Randy. Well, church, open up your Bibles. You can stay standing. Open up your Bibles to um, the book of Acts chapter 2. Our students are going to join us this morning. Uh, at 7 o'clock last night, Josh was fine. And at 8 o'clock last night, he was sick. Uh, he did get tested for COVID. It's negative, but we don't want to take any chances. So, uh, so uh, students are going to join us. They're doing some worship in there, and then they're going to come sit over here. But we're going to warm it up with the reading of the Word. And I, I, don't, I, I don't know, do we, have two, uh, do we have 42 to 49 on the screens? I, I don't think I asked for that. But we're just going to, we're going to read it as epiphanally as we can. We got our Bibles. We can do this, all right? And if you got a different translation, that's okay, all right? So, so we're just going to read verse by verse here, and I'm going to start off with 42, and then you guys read 43, and just so on. Um, so uh, we're, going, we're going up to 47, 42 to 47 of Acts chapter 2. And as we're getting ready to do that, two things I want to let you know about. On uh, This is right after church today. If you're interested in joining the church, we have new members lunch. The food's going to be amazing. And we talk about the whys of kind of what we do here. And then uh, tonight... If you're under 35 or think you are, then come join us uh, for 412. So normally it'll be at 412, but we said it was going to be at 5 this time, so it's going to be at 5. So it's just a younger gathering. We have a guy coming in. He's a, he's a marriage and family counselor. He's going to talk about communication. It's going to be a great night. It's for young adults. It's for young marrieds, uh, college age. Uh, it, it's going to be a great night, just this gathering point that we're going to do for this. So, uh, so let's go ahead now. And let's, let's read the word. We're going to read verse by verse here. Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse 42. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to the prayers. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. And we'll read this one together. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. And may God bless the reading of his word. You can be seated. Well, we're going to talk today. Uh, going to be a little bit different. You know, I didn't I didn't know the students were gonna be in the room today. It's actually a great day for the students to be in the room. It's gonna, it's gonna be a little, kind of an object-y, lesson-y kind of a Sunday here uh, today. I, I, um, I wanna talk a little bit about baseball. Okay, I didn't say it the way James Earl Jones says it in Field of Dreams, baseball. I mean, he's, the same, he's the same guy that says Simba. Yeah. He's also in the movie The Sandlot. And, and I was... This prompted, this baseball thing got prompted for three things. First of all, how about them Braves? Okay, listen, I just want to say this on record. I believe 
I have been a skeptic of Georgia sports for 23 years. But I believe in the Braves and I believe in the Bulldogs this year. Okay, this is the year it's gonna happen. I believe it until I'm disappointed. All right, so, but I'm believing it. That's the first thing. The second thing is that, that I watched the Sandlot this week because it's the end of summer, fall. If you're from Rhode Island, they call it autumn, okay? Does anybody know anybody from Rhode Island? Is Rhode Island a real place? Like, I, I've, I'm not sure. Is anybody from Rhode Island? You're from Rhode Island? You've been there. See, I thought maybe it was like Adele, like it was just like this fictional happy spot or something. So, so we know, but if you're, from, if you're from Rhode Island, you call it autumn, okay? But, it, but down here, we call it fall, all right? So, so we're gonna, um, I, so that's the second thing. And then, and then here's the third thing. Leslie Hampton sent me this sermon about, about that Buddy preached several years ago, and it was called One, Two, Three Church, and it was all kind of centered around baseball. And, and I woke up Thursday, I had written out my notes, I had my notes turned in, I do that on Tuesday so that, so that our, our staff can take Friday as a Sabbath day, because usually Saturdays aren't, because we have weddings and funerals and things, and, and Josh is going to ball games, and, and I mean, it's a busy weekend for us, so, so I try to give our, our staff a Friday Sabbath, so I get all my notes in early, so if I change something, we got an extra day. I wake up Wednesday night, you know, listen, I leave Lug on Wednesday night, and I'm like high as a kite. I just love being at Lug. I mean, it is just, it is such a powerful experience in kids' life, and it's just, you know, kids are singing and worshiping, and there's kids everywhere here on Wednesday nights. Welcome, speaking of kids, these are our middle schoolers. Can we welcome middle schoolers in here? We're glad you guys are here. And so, so like, I, I, like, we went to bed at like one o'clock. I wake up at 4.30, I hear these words. I'm dreaming, all right, from my sermon that I listened to with Buddy, and I hear these words. Pitch the ball, Randy. <laughs> and I like wake up, and I'm like, what in the world are you in here? And so here we go, all right? I gotta do it from down there, and I'm gonna need some volunteers, and I want some of you guys, but I, some of you guys can do it as well. Daniel, where'd my son go? I need some help. Uh, I need some help. I got to put my bases out, okay? So um, can you help me do this? All right. So first, like, goes over there somewhere, all right? And you can just go ahead and take it over there. And, and Rich. So this is basic? Yeah, that's the base right there, Rich. And then second, we just go in the back of the room. And, and Don, you may put third over there somewhere, all right? So, yeah, just in the back. Leave the ball. Leave the ball. All right, there you go. All right. So, so uh, here we go. If I don't. Back. It's just going to be easier down here. So, so here's, here's the thing. I think we like really complicate this thing a lot, the gospel. It's just not that, it's not that complicated. As a matter of fact, if you're watching online and you go to a different church or, or you're thinking about leaving this one, maybe after today, you know, um, and, and you're going to go somewhere else. If your preacher is, if, if he's preaching more complicated than Jesus and Paul, it's not biblical teaching. It's not, listen, the guys who hung out with Jesus, if you've ever seen that show, The Deadliest Catch, those are the guys who, those are the guys who hung out with Jesus. Common, com, this is what they were amazed by. They would be like, I got goosebumps. These were common people. How many of y'all ever feel like common people? I am, I'm just an old country boy. Listen, 
God can do amazing things through common people. That's what he does. That's what he does. So, so if you feel that way, you're in good company. Look at this. Look at this. In starting at verse 37, we're going to back up a little bit. It says, now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. They were cut to the heart. They were not coerced to the heart. This isn't about singing 10,000 uh, stanzas of just as I am, playing soft music and telling stories about puppies, okay? That's how, you can, listen, you can fill altars without the Holy Spirit. You can coerce people. You, you, can, you can run a church without the Holy Spirit, but no lives are changed. Only he can change lives. Only he can redeem people. Only the Holy Spirit of God can, can put things together that are broken. People can, can, can do things out of guilt, but God does things out of hunger. Big difference between hunger and guilt. And if you've grown up feeling guilt, we're just gonna kick that out the door today. Because this is about the hunger of the Holy Spirit of God. The move of the Holy Spirit is that. This is, this is not even just about apologetics and polemics. I have people knock on my door sometime and they hand me pamphlets. And I say to them, sweetheart, I just got to say this to you. This is not going to go well for you. That's polemics, telling them where they're going wrong. But, but on the other hand, apologetics is when we tell the truth of the gospel. But this is about more than that. This is about way more than that. This is about the Holy Spirit, the power of God does things. And when we try to play the Holy Spirit, it gets real ugly. Trust me, I've done it before. And it gets really ugly. On the other hand, when the response is, is the move of God, he changes lives. Here's the first thing. It says, it says that they... He said in, in verse 38, he says, repent and be baptized. Repent and be baptized. Flip over to Mark chapter 114. I think we're gonna put it on the screen. After John was arrested, Jesus comes into Galilee. We're getting ready to play a little baseball here. Um, and we're gonna play a little baseball here in the room today. And now that I have your attention, we're not playing baseball. <laughs> we're gonna play kickball. It's just a little safer. Frosty, will you be my pitcher? All right, Daniel played a lot of baseball. This was not pre-planned, all right? But Daniel handles facilities here. He's also a fireman. And you've played a lot of baseball and a lot of softball, all right? So you're gonna be my pitcher, okay? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the ball here, okay? Just, just hold on to it for now, all right? Look at that, all right. Got all the way down there, okay. So, so Daniel's gonna, be, Daniel's gonna be my pitcher. You can just, yeah, you can just sit down there on second for a while. And we'll get to it in just a second. Here, here's, here's first. Here's first. Here's, here's the first single that you wanna get to. Look at this. That's repent and believe. Mark 1:14. after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. That word gospel there twice, the, the Greek word is euangelion. It's a word that's a little bit hard to explain outside of Roman culture because the Romans would show up and this is what they would say. They'd ride into your village and they'd say euangelion. That, that would mean there's a new kingdom at play. And most people, when they would ride that right in and they would say that to them, most people weren't that excited about it. But the Romans believed they were right. They would say euangelion. 
This is good news. It means good news. But it's more than just good news. There's a new kingdom at play. There's an entire new kingdom. So this is what Jesus is taking Roman culture, and he's taking it and putting it into the context here for for the people to hear it. And he says, the gospel is here, the gospel of God. This is the kingdom news. Now, I have, before we go any farther, though, we've got to, and, and I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a kicker. Can I get who's my I need I'm gonna need three volunteers today. All right, I need a volunteer to kick the ball before I draft somebody. Um, can I? Would one of you guys volunteer? One of you guys volunteer? Do I do I got a volunteer back there? Oh, come on up here. Come on up here. All right. Okay, come on up here. Tell us your name and where you go to school. Where you go to school? Archer High School, all right. Archer, Archer Tigers, all right, Jalen, you can just sit right here, okay? All right, I'm gonna get you comfortable with being up here for a little bit, okay? All right, you can just hang out, all right? So, so oh, I got two volunteers. All right, that's good. No, Wayne, Wayne goes, am I supposed to be here? Wayne, just sit over here. Just You can get comfortable being here too. All right, Wayne's face is a little red right now. All right, you're, you're, going, you're going to bat second, all right? Okay, you're gonna be second, all right? So, so you're... You're on deck, so, so pay attention. All right. So the first thing that I want to do here today is I want to do a God test because a lot of us try to play the role of God. Does anybody ever try to play the role of God? I, I mean, and when we do, it doesn't, it doesn't work well. I, do you hear the one about the old boy? He was, he, was, he was throwing the ball up in there and, you know, swinging at it, and he never could do it, so he became a pitcher. Okay, that was better than the dumb joke I told last week, though, okay? It was much better than last week's dumb joke. Have any of you guys, is there anybody in this room that's sinless, never sinned at all? You Raise your hand if you think, if you think it. I'm not gonna, I got one guy in the back. Okay, all right. Okay, never sinned at all. Okay, all right. Let me, I'm gonna ask you, Ron, since you raised your hand, not to single you out or anything, did you make the world from nothing? Yes or no? You've already told me you didn't sin, so don't lie. Did you make the world from nothing? No, okay. Ron didn't understand the question. <laughs> you didn't make the world from nothing, right? Okay, then you're not God. That's good news, isn't it? Because I know a God, his name is Jesus. All right, you, you don't have to be God because we have a God, his name is Jesus. So here's the first thing that he says to do, is he says, repent and believe. That's the first thing. So that's our first base. You're going to kick the ball. Now, do not kick the ball hard at these people. These are fine people. These are wonderful people, all right? We've got COVID survivors sitting in this row. We don't, we don't want them to die from kickball, all right? So, so you're going to pitch the ball, and you just, just kick it up that way, just a little bit. Okay, all right, so here we go, pitcher. All right, okay. Oh, there you go, just easy. There you go. Okay, go to first base. Run. All right. Okay. All right. You can you can rest over there. You can sit down. All right. Okay. There you go. All right. Good job, pitcher. Okay. So that's that's first base. Repent and believe. That's your first single. Repent and believe. What is repent? Repent. I like having you up here, Wayne. All right. Repent means you're moving in a direction and you stop and you go in another direction. You know what? The word believe and baptize are very synonymous with each other because baptize means to be immersed. To believe means to be immersed. Baptism, physical baptism, is a symbol of being immersed. It means that I'm, 
I'm no longer in this. I'm in this, man. That's why I wear a wedding ring. Because, man, I am, I'm in my marriage. I am all in. I'm all in. That, there's, there's nothing about me. I, don't, I want this to be dominant in my life. That's, what, that's why it's baptism. That's why we use that word baptism, because it's about immerse. So the first thing, single number one is what? Repent and believe. Okay, that's our part. Here's the second part, second thing we do, all right? Look at what it says, verse 42. And they devoted themselves. You might wanna underline that word devoted. We underline words that talk about purpose. We circle words that talk about identity. Themselves to the apostles. So you might wanna circle that word apostles. That was their identity. Teaching. Look down at, uh, look down at verse 46. If you look down at 46, it says, and day by day attending the temple together. When they were going to the temple, there was 3,000 people had believed after, after the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. 3,000 people believed. There was no place they could go. There were no buildings. The church didn't have buildings for the first couple hundred years. So they would go to the temple. Out on Solomon's porch, the, the apostles, the disciples of Jesus become apostles, ones who tell they become the ones who are teaching the word of God out on Solomon's porch. That was the only place they could go to. So notice this. This is what's going on. They are committed to the word of God. Flip over in your Bibles to Mark chapter 12, verse 30. You want to you, you wanna know this verse because this is, the great, this is the great command. There's a great commission and a great command. Mark, Mark in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, is the great commission about going into all the world, making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And then my favorite part is, and lo, which is why you don't fly airplanes, I am with you always, okay? Now he says, behold is another translation, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That's the great commission. Here's the great command. Love the Lord your God. They're, they're saying, Lord, what's the greatest command? He says, this is the Shema, the, the Hebrew Shema. You, you can read about this in the Old Testament a couple different places. This was the central command. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. So number one is what? Repent and believe. You're up. Okay, all right. Kick the ball. All right, here you go. You ready, pitcher? Here's the second one. The second one is this, that... Before you, before, whoa, whoa, wait, before, all right? Before you do this, the second thing is about love God. How do we love God? We love God by spending time with him. How do you, how do you communicate love to someone? You spend time. If you say, I love you, but you never spend time, people know it's not true. You love by spending time. Worship, when we worship God, and different people worship in different ways. I'm a hand raiser, Okay. All right, I'm a hand raiser. Not everybody's a hand raiser. Some people are, are they're, they're holding the platter. They're holding the platter, people, all right? You know, some people are waivers. You know, different people, I'm a hand raiser, all right? Diff some, pe some people are a pocketer, you know? And, 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 but worship is right, is right response to revelation. Some people sing love songs and they don't know who they're singing them to, okay? We, we wanna, we study God's word and by the way, this is how you know, I'm, you're like, you're gonna kick in a minute, all right, okay. You, you, study, you study God's word because it tells us who he is. This is his will. 
you go, the, you go to the lawyer. My daughter's an attorney. You go, to, you go to a lawyer and you say, I want a will and testament. The will is what you want. The testament, the reason we call it Old and New Testaments, the written down will. A, a testament is a written will. So we study this because we want to know who God is. We wanna know about him. We wanna know what he wants. We wanna know what he wants to do in our lives. R.C. Sproul says this, there's no such thing as a spirit-filled Christian who neglects the study of the word of God. You don't know how to do it. Find somebody who does. That's the best way. You can watch videos all day long about studying God's word. You need to find somebody who knows how to do it. And look, it can be awkward in the beginning. You just, you dig into the word of God. You just open the Bible. You start praying. I, I put some notes on the other side there of your handout about how to put a prayer journal and stuff together. If you got a different way of doing that, fine. Some of you all are gonna open your Bibles and you got your own Bible study methods. Some of you need a devotional. We have Dr. Stanley's devotionals in the back. I, we have a devotional that I write with the seedbed and it comes to your inbox at four o'clock every morning. If you want that, you can sign up for that in your notes. You, maybe you need a devotional that helps you understand how to do it, but you gotta get into the word of God. It, it, Walker Zimmerman's one of my former students, plays on the U.S. national soccer team. I said, Walker, what do you guys do as soon as you walk out on the field? He goes, we dribble around cones. Same thing that little kids do when they're playing soccer. You now, they do it a lot faster than little kids do. It's basics. This is the second basic. Love God. Kick the ball. All right. Here we go. Oh, that's a, oh, Daniel. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, Wayne. All right, go, Wayne. Wayne, whoa, 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 Wayne. Wayne, you're not going to second, you're going to first, all right. First base, go to second, all right, okay, all right. Go, Wayne. All right, no, Wayne, stop it first, Wayne. Somebody's gonna hit you in, we're gonna get to that part. Here's, Here's the third thing. All right, here's the third thing. Look at the next thing. And that's, and that's love each other. Devoted, they are devoted to relationship. Mark 12, you already read 30. If you go to 31, he says, here's your second greatest thing. Here's the second greatest thing you need to know. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love each other. Love the people in your life. This is, you see this in, in Acts chapter two. It says that they, they fellowship. Now fellowship, the Greek word for fellowship means getting together and eating fried chicken, all right? That's, that's, that's what it means in the Greek. It just, it, it's getting to, you see, you see this too, look. It says that, that they broke, they fellowship, they broke bread, and they prayed. So there's spiritual things going on, and they're just hanging out. And you need both of those. If you're in a small group, you need to open the Bible, you need to spend time praying together, and you also need to watch the Super Bowl. It's, it's both of those things. It's fellowship. It's hanging out together. Don't watch the halftime show, all right? But, but, but hang out together and enjoy being together and spend time in the Word together. It's both of those things. So that's, that's the third element here that, that's, that's our third single. The third single is that we would spend time together. We would love each other, Romans 12, 10. I'm gonna need another kicker, all right? Can I get another kicker over here? I got a volunteer, Oh, I got, oh, I got one over here. You want to, okay, okay, come on up here. I'm gonna get you, what's your name, sweetie? Kaylin? Kaylin. Kaylin. All right, and where you go to school, honey? 
Harbin's, that's a fine school. I know some teachers. You wanna just sit here and get comfortable, all right, just, just for a second? So you're gonna kick in just a minute, okay? We got the right third kicker right here, I can tell you that. So, so it says that, that they fellowship, they broke bread together, they prayed. It, it says, verse 46, it says they broke bread. It says it twice there in the same passage. When scripture wants to emphasize something, it repeats it. They broke bread. They received their food with glad and generous hearts. Romans 12, 10 says, love one another with brotherly love. I love this, I love this. It says, outdo one another in showing honor. How different would the world be if the church, just the church, outdid each other in showing honor? I'm not talking about the world. I'm just talking about us. Listen, one of my pastor friends did something really, really dumb this week. I messaged him and said, you did something really, really dumb. I'm not telling you about it. Confrontation. It doesn't say combatation. Confrontation. We go and we make things right. We go and we, we, we that's how you restore people. You don't gossip. That's what the world does. We we go to each other. We say, this is what's wrong. But we try to show honor. Look, look at how they show honor. I got, do we have the picture of the, of the church, the early church, the early, I mean, the early homes? Yeah. So this is what a first century Israelite house would look like. The upstairs is where people lived. The downstairs was basically a barn. They, they, people would come and gather downstairs. Let me, sh- let me tell you how you honor each other. You clean your barn. You clean your life out so people can come and be in your home. You spend time. They spent time in their homes together. That means you got to clean it. They cleaned it up. You know what else they did? Some of them sold their fields. Now, now the early church was not communism. It was charism, very different things. It wasn't, it wasn't that everyone just owned things together. It's that people who had excess sold things and, and cared for one another. You see that right there in the text. And there was, there was no scarcity, there was no need. You know what else? There was no shame. God blesses people in different ways. Some of y'all are really good at making money. Some of y'all are really good at discipling. He blesses people in different ways. And there's no guilt and there's no shame in any direction here. It's open, it's open to everybody. We all can be a part of this. We, we went to go fishing. We never actually, Daniel and Will and I went, we didn't actually ever get fishing. We went down to Lee's place and we were on our way and we went into McDonald's to get some coffee and, and we, wa- we went in and the lady was really nice and we started talking and, and, and I, I don't know how we got there but somehow I got to the place that I was a pastor and the young man next to me, the, the, there was a man sitting over there and he came over as a young man. He's probably about 23 years old and he worked at Zaxby's and he had a $50,000 truck. Uh, so I don't know how he worked at Zaxby's and drove a $50,000 truck. But, but I, I mean, I guess Zaxby's is good right now. So, so he, uh, but, but I, he started telling me about his church. I said, tell me about your pastor. And he's like, I love my pastor. And I said, young man, have you told him that? He goes, no. I said, you need to go tell him. He goes, you, go, he think, you think he would care? I said, oh, yeah. Especially on Monday. All right. Go, go tell them, this is open to all of us. We've all, we're all a part of this. 
When we go to Cambodia, Sheba was preaching, and we were in Cambodia. Sheba was preaching, and we gave rice out. I'll always remember that day because I thought I was having some sort of a, of, a, of a medical issue. I just had had 12 cups of coffee. And uh, no, literally. And, uh, and, but you know, your time zones are all off and everything. So, so, but Sheba was preaching and we gave these widows rice. And you know what they did? They went to their homes and they came back with 10% of the rice and 10% of the oil. And I lean over to Rob and I said, Rob, we don't, they, we don't need this. We, we, we'll get more rice. And he goes, don't take these people's blessing. Right. We're all part of this. Amen. Here's the third thing. Love each other. Are you ready? You ready to kick the ball? All right, you've been ready for a while, haven't you? All right, all right, come on up here and kick the ball. You know what to do after you kick the ball, though, right? Okay, you, you don't know what to do. All right, Wayne, you're gonna go to second. <laughs> Wayne, however you get there, it'll be okay. All right, okay, come right here and kick the ball. All right, where's my pitch? We got a, we got a relief pitcher. <laughs> we went to my pitcher, all right. Okay, all right, here we go, Eric. All right, we, we pulled the picture. Eric's gonna make it a little easier. Okay, Eric. Okay. Oh, there you go. Okay, kick that ball. Oh, yeah. Okay, go, honey. Go. All right. You guys are doing... Boy, it's a good thing we're, we don't, we're not in trouble on these... You guys are going slow. All right. Oh, that's better. That, that's a good move. Stop at third. Where's third? Oh, you got it. Okay, all right. Here's the deal. Worship team, get ready. I'm almost done. God hits clean up. Yeah, yeah, you can, not because it's mine. It's the truth. Look at what it says, look at 43. And all came upon every soul and wonders and signs were done through the apostles. It doesn't say by. The preposition there isn't by, it's, it's through. Through the apostles. Look, look, at, look at 47. They're praising God they have favor with all the people. You know it's the Holy Spirit if you got favor with people. Look at the next phrase. I got, a, I got this squared, I got a box around this. And the Lord added to their number. They didn't coerce, they didn't manipulate, they didn't cause. God did it. That's how it works. You, you say, Randy, you, you don't know my past. Let me show you from the sandlot how this works. We got the video. Can we flip the lights down and show this, this video? And then, then I'm going I'm to I'm pray and we're going to be done. Let's just watch this clip. You ever have a paper out? I helped a guy once. Okay. Well, chuck it like you would throw a paper. When your arm gets here, just let go. Just let go. It's that easy. How do I catch it? Just stand there and stick your glove out in the air. I'll take care of it. About time, Benny. My claws are going out of style. There they are, Schwinz. Shut up. Told you, Benny. Smalls, throw it to second. Okay.
honestly think that's how it works. Okay. I think, I think we just, we just get our singles. Repent and believe. Love God. Love each other. And God does the rest. That's, that's the good news. All right, Eric, since, since you're our pitcher, do you have the ball? You need the ball, Eric. You're the pitcher, Eric. Eric, Eric, come, come run the bases. You're playing the role of God as well, all right? Come run the bases. Come on. Right there. What happens when he runs the base? Where do you go? Where do you come? This is home right here. Come on. Yeah, come on. All right. Walk the way you were before. That was cool. That's good. All right. All right. Okay. Wayne, are you going to stay on second or are you going to go? Look, she knows what to do. Good job, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Can we thank these guys? All right. This is how it works. We, um, good job, buddy. God always hits a grand slam. He does. He does. When we try to do his job, it doesn't go very well. Thank you, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Coming home. You got to tag the base. Let me pray for us. Lord, we come before you right now, and we would, we would pause, and we would pray, and we think about these corners. This corner in the back over here that's about nations. And we pray, Lord. We pray for Haiti. We pray for Paraguay. We pray for Cambodia and what you're doing, Lord. Pastor after pastor, church after church, that you're using this little church to, to change that nation. And Lord, we continue to pray for Afghanistan. I still don't know what you're going to do in this, but we, you're still moving. Lord, we pray for this corner down here. It's about neighborhoods, this community. God, we pray for this community. We do not surrender this community to the enemy. We will stand and we will stay and we will pray and we will be faithful in the midst. And this corner over here, Lord, the, the next generation, we start kids' life clubs this week. Thrive clubs are going back. Lord, I thank you so much that, that we have coaches and teachers and principals in this community that love you, that care about you, that love these kids, that spend hour after hour, there's some of them in this room right here, hour after hour, way beyond anything that any paycheck would ever purchase because they care about this next generation. God, that your church would be the same way because your word says that the next generation might know, even the children not yet born, that they in turn would tell their children, God, move. And lastly, Lord, we pray for this corner back here where the cross is. And we've got, we need, we need physical healings. We need marriage healings. We need emotional healings. We, we, need, we need lives changed by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord. Not manipulation, not coercion, but the power of God and Lord, as, as we have the people back there today praying, God move. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus and you wanna know him, you can go to the cross. You can come up here and you can pray. If you feel that that's what God is moving in your heart, 
But I also just want to encourage you this morning. We're going to take communion. It reminds us of his life and his death. The, the bread is his life and the, and the cup, his, his blood. And we have these corners. And I just would love for some of y'all to go to some of these corners and pray. There's, there's things on the wall there on these posters, these ministries that we're engaged in. We want to be praying for these people. And if you need, if you need a miracle, if you need God to step into your life, then go back here to the cross and pray. We love you, Jesus. It's about you, not us. It's your glory, not ours. Not this particular group of believers, not even your church, Lord. It's your glory. What a great God we serve. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Repent, believe, love God, love each other. Thanks for listening. I'm Myrna Brown.